Um, good evening, guys. Uh, welcome to another FX Pesa Spaces. Uh, today we'll be taking on a very critical topic that I think we have started and been on it for a while. That is regarding um, trading in crypto CFDs. So I hope you'll be able to enjoy it as we wait for one or two more listeners to join in so that we can begin. Rufus, you can confirm to me if you can hear me, if the sound is okay. Hey, Jesse, I can hear you. The sound is okay. Excellent, excellent. David, good evening. Yes, good evening. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, you can mute until at least when you get started then at least uh, you can introduce yourself. Eh? We'll have to wait one or two more minutes for one more speaker, and then we can begin. Kindly be patient and invite as many as possible. Maybe, Rufus, I think we can just begin as others join in. Uh, what was the, at least to you, the highlight of the week, of the week in the market? Um, I think the highlight is German inflation, uh, hitting over 10% for the first time ever. So that, that was big, that was big. Yeah, yeah, I saw it came at around 10.4, again, it's an yeah. estimate of uh, 10.1, eh? Yes. Yeah. Um, I saw at least their index, the German index, didn't uh, react very much. There was not much volatility in it. Any unique, um, at least from opinion, why? Uh, I, I think it was already priced in, so people were already expecting it. So that's why we saw a lot of uh, stocks going down. Also, another key highlight was uh, American tech. So seeing uh, Facebook missing the numbers uh, was quite big. So same case uh, applies to Amazon. And uh, I think this was a clear confirmation that the, the recession is here for a longer period than expected. Uh, very much interesting. So hi, everyone. Uh, welcome to the space. Uh, kindly share the space. Let's bring uh, more people in. So today's space is uh, a little bit different, uh, mainly because it's a follow-up of an event we had last Saturday at the Nairobi Garage. So on this event, uh, we were focused on uh, financial literacy and uh, networking for traders. The key theme was uh, crypto. So uh, CFD crypto, or contract for difference, trading in crypto, uh, is one of our newest products, so uh, it's easy to speculate in the uh, pricing of our crypto without literally having to own crypto. So we discussed a lot of these, but unfortunately we did not have uh, sufficient time uh, to cover more ground. So we promised to do a follow-up, do this particular space, uh, discuss trading versus investing in crypto CFDs, and uh, hopefully we get to create value today. Uh, thank you very much for the at least random. Maybe if we can just dive into it. I know last week at the end of it, uh, we had just started to differentiate between, of course, uh, crypto CFDs and the physical ownership of um, of the coin. And maybe you can just uh, uh, briefly explain on that. Uh, crypto CFDs are pretty easy and are simple to understand. So one key thing, is that uh, if you are participating in the market uh, for the purpose of making a profit through trading, uh, then there's uh, literally no need to own crypto uh, because you have a ready product in a CFD. So when it comes to CFD trading, uh, it's uh, basically trading a contract 
whose value is being derived from an underlying asset. So in this case, the underlying asset is crypto. So for instance, if you take a coin such as a Bitcoin, so instead of uh, owning this Bitcoin, let's say you're looking to execute a trade, uh, sneak in and out and make your cash within that trade, let's say within a couple of hours or within a day or a couple of days, you basically trade a contract and uh, this contract will basically be mirroring the value of uh, Bitcoin. So when you buy this contract, let's say it's worth uh, $100, then that's $100 worth of Bitcoin. So if Bitcoin gains by, let's say, 10%, then your contract also gains by 10%. So this way, when you close your trade, then you basically make money out of that position without actually having uh, owned, uh, bought or sold any Bitcoin. So there are ups and downs in this. So one thing to consider is that uh, when it comes to making crypto transactions, they can be quite tricky, especially if you're not conversant with the tech or the wallets and the terminologies. Uh, the other key thing is that uh, on-chain transactions attract a cost, especially if you are, if you are trading Ethereum, which can uh, have some high gas fees sometimes. But when you're trading in CFD crypto, you don't get to pay these on-chain fees because you're not, uh, you're not transacting on the blockchain. So, for instance, if, uh, let's say, you deposit some money with the FX Pesa app, and then you buy $100 worth of Ethereum, you'll only pay a very small spread, but you'll not be paying gas fees for that transaction. So, it makes it an easy or rather comfortable product for you to participate and uh, make money without actually owning the crypto. Uh, thank you very much, Rufus. Um, just to the audience, uh, should you have any questions, feel free to engage us. It's a conversation, so you can add your opinion or question by just, of course, uh, requesting the mic and uh, at least keeping within a minute or so in your presentation. Um, you have mentioned something about, of course, uh, ownership and uh, and uh, and of course uh, the cost of it, but I'd like to uh, to carry out uh, or rather to direct you to something which is very important for traders, which is uh, risk. Yeah? Um, in terms of of course investing in cryptos in in crypto in general, vis-a-vis uh, -vis or uh, as opposed to trading in crypto CFDs, um, what are the risks that one would face? Um, one of the risks that you face when you are trading crypto is uh, majorly the same risk that uh, a person who is uh, actually owning crypto. So uh, there's uh, that risk that uh, the crypto you are trading might uh, fall in price or rise in price by a significant mar uh, margin. Uh, crypto is very volatile, so when prices move, they can uh, move relatively fast. So you can see even a cryptocurrency coin going up 30, 50, or even 100% in a day. That's a, a very real possibility. So if you're not a fan of volatility, then this might not be the product for you. But if you enjoy trading in a highly uh, volatile environment, then crypto trading can be one of uh, your best selections. So the other risks uh, that are associated with uh, trading CFD crypto are... Uh, the current market, uh, for instance, we know that uh, we have been in a bear market since the beginning of the year. So a lot of these projects have been going down. So on the flip side, uh, if you're a trader trading a CFD product, 
you're able to benefit from a movement of price in both directions. So if you do your analysis and realize a certain cryptocurrency is going down, then you can benefiting, uh, benefit by that by entering a short trading position. That is, you basically sell first. So you can, uh, let's say, sell uh, $1,000 worth of Ethereum right now. And then if price goes down, let's say down uh, 10%, then you can buy back. Hello, Rufus. Can you hear me? I think I lost you for a bit. Oh, apologies. Can you hear me now? Yeah, clear, clear. Just finish up your point. Yes. So yeah. on the flip side, if our markets are going up, you're able to benefit. And if they are going down, you're also able to benefit. However, if you are just a custodian, like that is you buy crypto and then you store it, you're not able to benefit when prices are going down. So this makes CFD crypto a better trading product than owning the particular asset. So the other risk is that uh, the product is leveraged. Uh, with a higher leverage, uh, basically increases uh, your potential returns and also your potential risk. So as we all know, with all leveraged products, if uh, you're on the right side of the trade, you can make a higher multiple than your investment. So for instance, if you're trading with a uh, 10 times leverage, basically means that uh, you are able to buy a position that is 10 times higher your margin in your account. So if you have $100 in your account, you're able to take a position that is uh, significantly higher up to $1,000. So in that case, it basically increases your opportunity. But then also, if you're on the losing side of the trade, then also it, it increases your risk in that particular manner. Uh, thank you very much. Um, I'd like to take you back to something you mentioned earlier. Yes, the crypto market has been on a bearish uh, run for almost uh, nine months, 10 months on now. And uh, I think that is generally in the market. So maybe you can just elaborate a little bit what are crypto, crypto projects going down. What do you mean by that? Um, we have observed over the years that uh, the cryptocurrency markets are strongly correlated with the stock market, that is the U.S. equities market. So whenever you see the S&P 500, the Nasdaq, and the Dow Jones going down, then uh, we observe a similar correlation happening in, uh, in crypto. So as Bitcoin, Ethereum, and all these other coins are going down, uh, it's majorly as a, result, uh, as a result of the macro environment. And the macro environment is uh, basically being dictated by the economic realities we are facing right now, a period of a high inflation environment. Uh, uh, growth, Economic growth is uh, slowing down, and the Fed is uh, aggressively hiking interest rates. And this is having a significant impact in the equities market and uh, the crypto market the same. So uh, since we started see, uh, seeing the bear market, the S&P 500 going down, then crypto has also been moving down lower. But since it's more volatile than equities, then we have seen some cryptos going down a wider percentage, some of them 60, uh, 70, or even 80% lower from their 2021 highs. Uh, thank you very much. Um, uh, one disclaimer I'd like to make, at least as we're going on with the discussion, most of the conversations are, of course, uh, a bit factual, but not to be taken as investment advice. And uh, some, of course, are not factual, but merely opinions. So keep that in mind so that uh, uh, 
you are a responsible investor. Uh, maybe before I go on uh, at Steve Truly, maybe you can introduce yourself and mute and then uh, share your question or comment. And I'd like to also give a special mention to, of course, uh, uh, Mr. Kehinde Rastas. I hope you'll be able to join us and add one or two uh, gems of wisdom from your experience to the audience here. Uh, truly, Steve, your chance. Hi, how are you? My name is Steve. Uh, I was asking concerning investing in crypto in terms of because Rupas has said that uh, you can buy crypto and what will only be charged under FXPESA is the spread. So I wanted to know if one buys crypto with uh, FXPESA, that c can he, like, you know, because, because okay. What I'm trying to ask is, can he hold HODL, uh, crypto and FXPS, or it's just anticipating the price movement, you know, the up and down price movement? Thank you. Uh, thank you very much, Steve. Uh, it's a really good question. So when it comes to holding uh, to, the, uh, to the participants in the space today, uh, it basically implies uh, holding on to an asset, uh, through different cycles. I think we lost you there again, Rufus. Because it attracts uh, borrowing costs. So whenever you are holding onto a leveraged product, remember you are trading on someone's money by borrowing, uh, you attract interest rates on that position. So if you are holding, uh, holding period is a short period, a couple of days, weeks, uh, that might make sense to use this product. But if it's something you're looking to hold for, let's say, one, two, three, five years, then this might not be the product. So potentially, and uh, I cannot confirm this yet, uh, eventually we'll probably have a fully paid up crypto where uh, you're able to hold uh, for a longer duration of time. So uh, I don't think it's very desirable uh, when you are uh, holding onto a leveraged product. So you want to fully own that particular asset. So in that case, you're not paying interest and you're much more comfortable holding onto that position for a longer duration of time. I hope that answers your question. No. Well, yes, that's okay. Thanks a lot. Excellent, excellent, Steve. Uh, thank you for your contribution. Now, I think we'll move on to a very interesting now to the specifics a little bit. Um, I think uh, Bitcoin within the cryptocurrency spaces has been one of the oldest and most traded asset class. Maybe, Rufus, why are a lot of traders maybe or preferring to trade with the, even crypto CFDs on Bitcoin as opposed to the other at least around uh, 79 crypto coins which are available for trading? Uh, when it comes to Bitcoin, uh, obviously it's the most uh, stable uh, cryptocurrency network uh, compared to all others. So it's uh, the most secure and at the same time uh, it's able to retain value over time. So what normally happens is that on a bull market, the altcoins will outperform Bitcoin, but in a bear market, Bitcoin will out, outperform these uh, altcoins. So by trading Bitcoin, they are trading a much more liquid asset uh, that is uh, relatively stable. Uh, it won't crash the same way other crypto projects uh, will uh, crash. So at the same time, when it comes to market liquidity, 
Uh, Bitcoin is the most liquid among all other cryptocurrency projects. So this means that it comes with a better pricing. Or basically the spread that uh, you find in Bitcoin is much more lower compared to all these other assets. So just to give it perspective, uh, if you're trading a major currency pair like EURUSD, the bid-ask spread is uh, usually uh, very small, close to zero, and this is mainly as a result of the high liquidity in the EURUSD currency pair. So if you trade a less uh, traded asset, let's say something like uh, uh, USD uh, ZAR or the US dollar against the South African Rand, since there's no so much particip participation in that market, it is less liquid. So the difference between bid and ask prices is often, often very high. So the higher the liquidity, the better it is for a trader, since you are able to turn, uh, to turn a profit in your trade within a short period of time. So Bitcoin has the best uh, pricing against other cryptocurrency projects. Uh, thank you very much. Um, maybe... Are there sources where one can get to maybe um, understand which crypto in terms of stability, volatility, of course, besides the MT5 platform, where you can be able to read about the other coins and understand what moves them, what are the basis on it? Are there sites like Yes, yes, there is a lot. So when it comes to economic uh, news announcements, uh, I think Cointelegraph is a big, big uh, website that majorly focuses on uh, crypto. Uh, at the same time, uh, I'd like to mention I'm a contributor at Forbes.com. So we have a digital assets segment on Forbes.com where you are able to read uh, content about uh, cryptocurrency projects, Bitcoin, and so on. So for instance, uh, if you click on uh, my profile, uh, you'll see a link to my Forbes page. You'll uh, see a lot of content that I do write uh, majorly about Bitcoin. So at the same time, you realize that uh, there is uh, analysis platforms like uh, Mesari.io. Uh, if you go to forexfactory.com and then you click on their crypto section, you'll see econ economic or news announcements that uh, often move the cryptocurrency. Uh, thank you, thank you. I hope that assists a lot of uh, those who would be interested to understand how the ATA coins maybe started from and uh, their history, of course, in terms of uh, volatility and stability. I'd like to move on to a very interesting topic here. Now, there has been a lot of uh, interest and, of course, uh, accumulation of uh, cryptocurrencies into um, institutional uh, company institutions in terms of their balance sheet, like Tesla, I think has a, a couple of billions in terms of Bitcoin in their portfolio. How does such institutional involvement affect the um, the trading of uh, cryptocurrencies or crypto CFDs in general? Um, when it comes to um, adoption, uh, I think it's linear. Uh, most of the major participants in the cryptocurrency markets tend to hold uh, these particular assets with a longer-term view because it's uh, viewed as a growth, uh, I wouldn't say growth stock, but I would say growth securities. So you're literally investing in a newer technology company uh, whose uh, full market impact hasn't been felt yet. So for instance, if you compare the growth of Bitcoin since 2013, uh, you notice that uh, it's only adoption happening uh, over and over again. 
So one movement, uh, one country makes it uh, its national currency. Uh, the other movement, uh, a bank, is uh, seeking to allow clients to basically buy Bitcoin as part of their portfolio. Uh, if it's Tesla, part of their cash reserves, they literally bought $1.5 billion worth of Bitcoin. And then later on, they sold 10% and uh, they still hold the rest. So if you look at MicroStrategy, uh, they're just uh, accumulating more and more Bitcoin. So most of these participants are holding through different cycles. Whether price is going down or up, they're just accumulating more and more because they are more concerned about the future impact of this technology. So they have a longer term view. So if you're looking to invest, uh, Bitcoin is a good, good uh, coin to invest in, uh, majorly as a result of its uh, features that it offers, uh, including security, store of value, uh, limited market capitalization, and all that. Sorry, not limited market capitalization, but limited supply, which is capped at 21 million coins. So as for trading, if uh, there's uh, news of adoption or uh, use case by a particular huge company, it often attracts a lot of uh, interest and causes volatility in the market. So, for instance, uh, if let's say uh, somebody like uh, Elon Musk was to say uh, that he's going to allow something like Dogecoin to be used on Twitter, then that would attract a lot of uh, users to that particular coin and it would cause volatility. And as a trader, you're able to benefit from such by executing strategic trades in the market. So yes, uh, whenever there is a news of adoption from various corporations, then it causes volatility. And of course, you can take advantage of that as a trader. Uh, thank you very much. I think that is uh, segues to my next question. Do you think at least, uh, uh, given that you have been writing a lot on it, on Forbes, and, uh, and talking about it in various medias, um, with such institutions getting heavily involved within the crypto space, would uh, say put pressure on governments maybe to regulate it in form of uh, financial laws and maybe some taxation policies? Uh, definitely, definitely. Regulation is coming uh, for crypto. Uh, for Bitcoin, it's hard. Uh, it's basically a commodity. Uh, it doesn't pass what we call the heavy test. So the heavy test uh, is basically a U.S. case that are basically set ground for determining what can be classified as a security versus a commodity or any other type of asset. So when it comes to defining what a security is, uh, there has to be uh, some common pool or platform uh, where people major majorly invest their monies with a reasonable expectation of profit from the activity of others or from the activity of a third party. So the same way you'd think of a company where if let's say you're investing in a company, uh, you as the investors are providing your cash to the company, which is the common uh, platform. And then the company is doing activity to create value with a reasonable ex expectation of a uh, profit. So in that case, it makes it a uh, security which ought to be registered with the necessary rules of the particular jurisdiction or country. So when it comes to crypto, a majority of uh, cryptocurrencies bear... Uh, Rufus, I think I lost you. On Binance, they are trading. Uh, basically, the profit it makes, and then it's shared to the 
coin holders. So the more value that Binance is creating, then the owners get to benefit from that. And that qualifies that particular coin as a security, which is ought to be registered with the necessary laws. So going forward, we expect a lot of these cryptocurrency projects to be registered and regulated. And I think that will bring more innovation in uh, and uh, more innovation and adoption in the space. So as for Bitcoin, it doesn't pass the heavy test. It's a commodity. You cannot uh, basically regulate a commodity as a security. So I think that's uh, something that is happening. So we recently saw three exchanges get, get licensing in uh, the UAE, that's Dubai. And uh, I think more and more adoption is happening. And uh, if you keep following the news closely, you will notice the trend that is uh, happening around the world. Nice one. Now, I think now, like I said, I have a very nice segue that I'd like you to at least clarify to a lot of listeners, new investors within the crypto space. Um, I think uh, on that event last weekend, we touched a little bit about uh, Ethereum Merge. Maybe you can just elaborate what it is and uh, how it affects the crypto community space and even trading or investing. Um, I would say there has been a lot of fight uh, when it comes to uh, the use of energy in uh, mining crypto. So when it comes to Bitcoin, uh, it actually uh, uses a lot of uh, energy in order to mine. And uh, that's pretty, a pretty good feature because it increases the security in Bitcoin. However, on the other hand, we know that uh, the entire world is in an energy crisis. Energy costs have been going up. Uh, there has been uh, ESG policies. Uh, looking to achieve net zero and all that. So energy is uh, currently a very sensitive uh, global topic. So Ethereum had, uh, uh, was on a proof-of-work ecosystem. So they also had miners, and uh, they were getting a lot of criticisms uh, regarding their use of energy. So they decided to switch the chain from a proof-of-work to a proof-of-stake. So in a proof-of-stake environment, uh, it doesn't use a lot of energy to uh, mine or mint new coins. Uh, it basically uh, does consensus through a process called staking. So those people who already own the coins, they stake them the same way you basically lock your money in a fixed deposit account. And then those coins basically offer the consensus on the platform. So this way, it's uh, less uh, it's less energy, uh, or I'll say it's more energy efficient. So it pass, passes the ESG policies. And it make, makes it easier for corporations to work or build on top of Ethereum. So they will not be facing the hard policies of, uh, or questions about energy uh, when it's on a proof of stake. So with Ethereum uh, merging and getting to proof of stake environment, then it doesn't consume more energy. But uh, also, of course, there are lingering questions about the previous miners and uh, where they are left in the ecosystem. Nice one, nice one. Um, a reminder to the audience, should you have any query or concern about the topic today, feel free to request the mic as we'll be starting a Q&A session in the next uh, five minutes. Um, you have mentioned something which I wanted to, you to explain at least with the Ethereum match so that uh, you can be able to uh, maybe distinguish both of them or all of them. There is a concept or uh, what you have just mentioned as proof of stake and staking, and then there is investing and uh, trading. Maybe what is the major difference between both of them, at least in regard to uh, within the online trading space? 
So uh, majorly, uh, when you talk about investing, it's always a value play. Uh, you identify an asset that uh, has very good uh, value, but the pricing is a little bit off. So um, just to give you an example, uh, if somebody came to you with uh, the latest iPhone, I think it's going for around 2K dollars, and then they told you they're selling that particular iPhone for, let's say, 1K dollars, you usually buy that asset because there's a difference between the value of the iPhone and the pricing of that particular asset. So when it comes to investing, you are basically focused on uh, those two things. So price doesn't imply value. Sometimes there's a discrepancy. So for instance, in uh, what's happening right now in the bear market, uh, a lot of asset prices are really going down, but that has no uh, structural uh, relationship with how the company is doing. So some of these companies are still very solid. They are performing well. They have they are still profitable, but the bear markets are, have dragged the prices way down. So as a result, investors identify those mispricings and then buy those assets at much lower prices. And then when uh, the market adjusts and prices change direction, they're able to benefit from that uh, adjustment in price. So the same case applies to cryptocurrencies. Uh, there's a lot of uh, innovation, there's a lot of development happening right now. Uh, development doesn't stop just because we are in a bear market. So there's a lot of growth happening uh, behind the scenes in the cryptocurrency world. So if you do further research on uh, specific projects and you identify there's a unique value proposition that there's uh, this kind of activity, growth and adoption happening in this particular area, then you compare that with the price of that asset then you're able to invest in that asset when the prices are really low. So a lot of crypto investors are basically doing the same. So when you look at the value of Bitcoin and then you compare with the price we are seeing, if you see there's a discrepancy, then you basically buy that asset when price is low, hold on to it, and then with a longer term view, uh, let's say five to ten years, you're able to benefit from that. So when it comes to trading, trading is a whole new game. It's a totally different. Uh, trading basically involves a game of probabilities. So you are basically uh, building a trading strategy that is based on probabilities. Sometimes it can be based on uh, technical patterns that whenever price uh, has formed this pattern, then there's a high chance it will move in this direction compared, uh, compared to that other direction. So in that case, you execute a strategic trade with a specific target and exit. So when price moves and uh, goes according to your prediction, uh, you make quick cash, and then you start looking for the next trade, and you keep repeating that process over a period of time. So trading is active, while uh, investing is majorly passive. So if you're researching a stock, you could even take three, six months uh, just doing your background study. Uh, sometimes it only takes a week or a couple of days before you identify a trading opportunity, an investing opportunity in a stock. But when it comes to trading, you have to do the work, you have to learn, practice, uh, do risk management, and once you have a working system, then the rest is about identifying the opportunities, and uh, these opportunities can be very prevalent in the cryptocurrency space. So if you have a good uh, trading strategy and you find a market that coincides with that particular strategy, for instance, there are strategies that are best for slow markets, less volatile markets, and other strategies are best for most uh, volatile markets like uh, gold, uh, oil, crypto, and so on. 
So in that case, uh, trading would uh, be based on probability, where you analyze the markets and look for potential movements in price. So volatility becomes your friend, especially when you are a trader. On the other hand, vitality is uh, what you enjoy when you are investing with a longer-term view. Uh, thank you very much. I think uh, we have learned a lot, at least from Rufus. And uh, at this stage, I'd like, of course, to invite those who have questions so that uh, we can be able to get clarifications as we sort of uh, come to the end of this conversation. With I know most of at least uh, listeners or would-be listeners watching Manchester United the match, I believe. Now, um, I'd like to introduce uh, Kwima. You can unmute, introduce yourself, and uh, maybe give us one or two comments or questions that you might have. Hello, Kwima, can you hear me? I think uh, your handle is at Oluashina. Hello. Yeah, I can hear you. Go ahead. Hello, um, yes, sir. Um, good evening, FX Presser. Good evening, Mr. Rufas, Mr. Shuli. Yeah, um, I actually just saw you, um, Mr. Rufas, on board, and yeah, one of my mentors, but then I'm not seeing you. You get it? So, honestly, like, come like, close to you. I apologize, sir. <laughs> oh, <laughs> welcome, welcome. Thank you, sir. It's an honor to like, listen to you speak, sir. No, I just came here to listen and uh, add my own fair share. I'm also good to another, sir. Awesome. I appreciate having you on the space. So, yes, today we are discussing trading versus uh, investing in crypto CFDs. So I think we have uh, covered sufficient ground. Uh, today it's going to be a, a quite a shorter space. So we might be finishing in the next 10 minutes. So we welcome all kinds of questions and comments. So if you have any question, uh, you can uh, comment on the space or even you can uh, basically request for mic and we'll be responding to the questions right away. All right. Um, as we wait for the questions to come in and the mic request, um, you can, of course, follow Rufus for more uh, on his training sessions and, of course, analysis in the markets uh, on YouTube at FXPESA. Uh, at least there you will find him. Should you want to visit FXPESA offices for in-person classes within the various locations in Kenya, um, you can just uh, send the word um, join to 4184. Join 4184. You will choose your preferred location. Uh, you can be able to learn any day, Monday through Friday, uh, uh, at no charge at all. Um, of course, you can follow at Rufus, whereby he uh, writes a lot about the market analysis and uh, my name is jesse who has been your host so i'm still waiting for the comments as i still ramble on maybe rufus you can give us a, a snap view of what we expect this week in the markets um as we head into the, uh this week i i think the key focus will be on the federal reserve bank of the u.s uh it's going to be having a meeting uh, i think uh, around wednesday if i'm not wrong so on this meeting, uh, the Fed will be discussing uh, U.S. policy. Uh, the major, the major thing they are facing right now is uh, the high inflation. Uh, the inflation was uh, eight point two percent in the last reading, so the discussion will be around raising interest rates. So the market already uh, is looking forward to a potential seventy-five basis points hike. But if the Fed decides to go uh, slower, maybe do a 50 basis points hike, 
then uh, we could have a potential bull run uh, happening in the equities markets and also in crypto. But then if they maintain a strong hawkish stance, uh, they are going to accelerate uh, the, uh, the rate hikes towards 5%, then that will strengthen the dollar and weaken all these other markets. So if the dollar gains strength, then uh, that might be the basis for a fundamental uh, shift where we'll be looking at a much stronger dollar over the near term, let's say in the next three to six months, and this would uh, basically mean that uh, asset prices stay lower, that is uh, equities, crypto could remain lower as long as the uh, Fed remains hawkish. So uh, I think that will be a key focus for this week. Um, do we expect the uh, employment numbers as well coming in on Friday? Yes, yes, and, uh, definitely. Uh, first Friday of the month, as we all know, is the non-farm non payrolls, uh, or basically the U.S. employment data without the farming sector. Uh, basically helps give a clear view about how the U.S. economy is performing. So if the jobs are positive, that is, uh, if they are good, then they basically give the Fed more room to keep hiking interest rates. If the job market gets bad, it's also a mandate or a responsibility of the Fed to maintain full employment. So they might have to change stance if uh, it happens that the job market is weakening. So it's also a very important data point for Fed decisions. We'll also be focusing on that. Uh, will you be hosting a webinar this time? Uh, yes, yes. I'll be having a webinar on Tuesday and also another one on Thursday. So the both webinars are live on YouTube, free of charge. So on Tuesday, we'll be having one at 4 p.m. where we'll be discussing what's happening in the markets, uh, what are the major news, uh, key drivers in the markets. And then on uh, Thursday, we'll have a special feature focusing on one individual asset, uh, see how we can trade it, analyze, and uh, also make projections for the last quarter of the year. Uh, thank you very much. I think uh, we have covered a lot of base. I know today you are quite in a in a stitch, so I appreciate your time to join us and uh, contribute to this. Um, maybe you can give us your parting shot uh, so that I can, of course, allow you to uh, run away. <laughs> so uh, I'd like to thank everyone uh, for your time. Uh, thank you for participating uh, in the space. So uh, when it comes to trading, uh, and also investing. Uh, I think if you are a starter, the best thing is to go uh, through education first. So I have a special course. It's uh, available on uh, YouTube. Uh, if you search FX Pesa, FX Pesa on YouTube, uh, click on the channel and look at the uh, Novice to Pro series. Uh, you'll find a 10-episode series that basically helps you get started uh, from uh, a complete beginner to at least a uh, pro-level trader. So that's not the limit. It doesn't mean that uh, automatically after the 10 episodes, you will become the best trader ever. So it's only a quick guide on uh, where to start, where to look, uh, what's important and what's not. And once you cover that, then I think it will give you the proper kickstart to trading and investing in the financial markets. So thank you very much, guys. I hope to see you on the next one. All right, all right. Um, this was a very exciting one. So if you joined us late, make sure to rewind it. It was straightforward, direct, and very educative. You wouldn't regret the last 40 minutes of this time. 
of course, uh, due to unavoidable circumstances, uh, we will be able to cut short, but be sure to join us in the next two weeks where we'll be able to continue this discussion regarding the market and making sure that uh, we get to share uh, with other experienced traders, analysts, and uh, financial markets participants. I have been your host and moderator tonight. Uh, you can follow me at uh, Ogola J4. Uh, we do, of course, do financial markets consultancy at FX Pesa. Other than that, I wish you a very wonderful evening and a great week ahead. Thank you.